Good morning, and welcome to uh, welcome to a Reader's Anonymous a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Russ M. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is August the 17th, 2021, and today we are reading from the Big Book, page 79, the first paragraph. For one paragraph, although these reparations take innumerable forms. Today's readers are the 12 Steps, Jane S., the 12 Traditions, Kim T., our first reader reading the text is Jennifer C., page 164 is Allison L., newcomer greeter Susan S.H., second hour her host is Leslie M. The reference numbers for yesterday, August 16th, Monday, August 16th, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time meeting, 17,565. That's 17565. The 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time meeting, the reference number is 17,567. That's 17567. The OA preamble, Overeaters Anonymous, is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive overeating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Jane S. to read the 12 steps. Star one, Jane. Good morning. My name is Jane S. and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Uh, grateful for everyone here and all your service. The 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. We had admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Step two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people whenever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to alcoholics and to practice these principles in all our affairs. 
Thank you, Jane. I will now ask Kim T to read the 12 traditions. Good morning, Russ. Kim T, and these are the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. As soon as my phone, there we go. 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous, except in manners affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, oh, excuse me, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11, our public relations policy is based on attractions rather than promotions. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. 12. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personality. Thanks for letting me serve. Have a great meeting. Thank you. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on directions for recovery described in a big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year, and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what we read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. So today we resume our study of the big book and into action on page 79, uh, the first paragraph, although these reparations take innumerable forms. I have asked, I'm sorry, Jennifer C., I knew that. <laughs> Jennifer C., start us off. She's going to share on, uh, read and share on the text. Hi, good morning, Jennifer C. in Greenville, South Carolina. Although these reparations take innumerable forms, there are some general, general principles which we find guiding, reminding ourselves that we have decided to go to any length to find a spiritual experience. We ask that we be given strength, 
and direction to do the right thing, no matter what the personal consequences may be. We may lose our position or reputation or face jail, but we are willing. We have to be. We must not shrink at anything. Um, So what I love about this paragraph is that it reminds me again um, that I have to pray. Um, I have to ask God. Um, I can decide something, and I, I need to decide, um, but I, I, need, I need to decide that I'm all in with this process, right? That, that, that's a decision that I have to make, that I'm willing to go to any length, that I'm all in, that all my eggs are in this basket. I tried everything else. Nothing else worked. All my eggs are in this basket. Um, but, but just like deciding to be abstinent uh, isn't enough to actually be abstinent. Um, I have to remember that I can't do any of this uh, program without dependence upon a higher power. Um, and I can decide, but I still need the courage and I need the strength and I need the willingness and I need the power to carry it out. Um, and I so often forget that, 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 you know, even working my program is something that I need to ask God for. Um, it's something that I'm dependent on God for. I ask and I keep asking And then I have a conversation that is exactly what I needed, or I read something that gives me clarity and wisdom that I didn't have before. Um, But, you know, I have to remember that nothing's off the table if I want to get better. Um, Absolutely nothing. And I remember when I was making my amends and I had resentments that didn't result in harm. Um, I was harmed, but I, I never said or actually did anything that that caused harm. And I remember having fear around that because the last thing I wanted was to be um, forced to take responsibility for something that I didn't do, but I trusted my sponsor. And the truth is I wasn't forced and no one forces us in this program. No one makes us do anything. Um, You know, we become willing to let go of the old ideas that keep us trapped, um, which is why I love that set aside prayer, you know, Um, but I took direction and I trusted in this process and the amends were exactly as they, as they should have been. And I got more free. Um, and I was able to see that just like, it was never about the food. It's never about these other people, right? It's, this is about me and God and wanting nothing to stand in the way of, of that spiritual experience. So, you know, today I can shrink it at anything. I can shrink at committing my food. I can shrink at picking up the phone. And I do because I'm an extreme isolator. Um, You know, I can shrink at doing the amount of 10 step work that keeps me clear and free. Um, I can shrink at all of it, but I'm thankful for this paragraph and the reminder that, you know, I decided for myself that I'm willing to go to any length. So any part of this that I'm struggling to walk out, I have to ask Um, no matter how uncomfortable and no matter how resistant I am, I have to continue to ask God, and every single time, God comes through, every single time. So with that, I pass. Have a great day, everybody. Hey, Russ, you need to unmute yourself. Oh, oh, man. Sorry about that. I'm going on and on in here. So we're going to open it up for sharing. And uh, who would like to sh- uh, share on page 79? And although we value experience, we ask that you limit your share every third day. So if you share Monday and uh, Friday, 
Just please step back. Christina J. Christina. Loretta H. Loretta. Jen A. Jen. Kim H. Kim. Stephanie V. Stephanie. Anyone else like to share on on page seventy nine? All right. So we got Christina J, Loretta H, Jen A, Kim H, and Stephanie V. Christina J, you're up. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Thank you for your service, Russ. Um, when I was eighteen, I didn't have much of a consciousness about moral character. I mean, I thought I did. But I was out to get mine, and I had a victimhood mentality around finances. So my, uh, um, what do you call them? It's been so long. Um, The man I was going to marry and I went to a doctor's house that he worked for, and uh, I went to the bathroom, and on my way out I saw his wedding ring on the dresser. Now, I didn't realize this until I was sitting in my chair in 2013 working on the numerous OA four-step questions, and when I realized that I had taken this man's ring so that I could have it melted down and made made into our wedding rings, it was a huge gold band, I froze to my bones. I froze to my bones because I was afraid that I was going to have to own up to this. And um, I didn't do anything for many years. In fact, I didn't do anything until I came into vision. And I started searching for this man because I started having compassion in my gut. I started having a consciousness when I came into program. And my soul started becoming unveiled. And this is what this program does for us. It, it airs out this shit we're carrying around that makes us want to eat and, um, and makes us restless, irritable, and discontent, this stuff way down in there. And I started searching for this man. I had no idea what his name was. I looked for the old company that my husband used to work for. There was nothing. And um, I wanted to shrink. I wanted to take it to my grave with me. I was so ashamed, and I was scared to death I would go to prison. And I was scared I would have to face his family and say such a horrible thing, this precious man's wedding ring. It broke my heart. I finally had a consciousness. I finally was coming into true moral character. So I, uh, God finally brought it to me because this was a ring I took because I didn't think we had enough money as a young couple to get wedding rings. So I searched for a young couple that could, I even put an ad on Craigslist that maybe needed some money for wedding rings. Nothing came through. And I finally found an organization, Wish Upon a Wedding. And um, I started donating $25 a month to them. And I'm going to keep doing that until the day I die. But it's an organization for disabled people or people that are deathly ill that don't have the money for their wedding or their rings. And so that was just a wonderful, wonderful thing. So... God gave me the direction of what to do, and I didn't have to go to jail. But I was willing to face it up. You know, I was willing to face it <clears throat> and to ruin my reputation. But, you know, I didn't know back then. I was lost and blind and dumb and deaf. And God brought me to this place years later <clears throat> where I could become aware of these things. This is a game of awareness here. This is a journey of awareness where our souls become aware 
And now, you know, as we clean up this past and we're about to reach for, you know, I'll finish up a dollar or steal something, we go, oh, oh, no, I don't do that anymore. We don't have to live in unconsciousness anymore. So thank you for letting me share my past. Thank you, Christina. Next up is Loretta H. Fall by Jen A. Russ and everyone on this line and who uh, does service for this meeting, thank you for saving my life this morning. This is Loretta H., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in North Carolina. Um, This paragraph actually is a prayer in uh, the prayers that I have from uh, Bill W. And then uh, the shrink um, part of it is from page 83, uh, paragraph 3. And um, because this is a spiritual demonstration, this is what I'm doing now as a result of working these steps. Um, I'm actually making a spiritual demonstration of my Somebody shared this last week, and I've been using it all week. She knows who she is about spiritual stealing. And whenever I do something that isn't loving and tolerant or uh, something in my past that is revealed, um, as other people have shared, when somebody shares, like, oh, my God, I should have had a V8, it's actually spiritual stealing. And because today I have a spiritual malady and I want to arrest that with the spiritual fitness of these steps, I must not shrink or go before, um, I must go before anyone and confess and make amends. And I don't need to be forgiven. All I need to do is claim it and, and ask them what they need from me. And the, um, Yesterday was a day where I actually had a terrible criminal mind. Something happened. I was in the throes of self-pity, self-seeking. I did not take it out on anybody with God's grace. But my mind was so carnal that I did several 10 steps on it and also a um, last night in my 11th step. And I also made amends to the people I was doing this the um, steps, the 10th and 11th step with, because it was really, really hard. And it was something that is deep in my heart that really hurts. But with God's grace, I did not hurt myself with food, and I did not hurt anybody else. But I did get very angry and very, very, as somebody shared yesterday, it's an everyday affair with me, with some of these um, defenses of character. And so today, I hope to make amends with um, just being a better person and not spiritually stealing from anybody today, including um, my thoughts, my actions, and even in a text. And with that, I pass. Thank you again for um, giving me the opportunity to share my experience, strength, and hope. And with that, I pass. Thanks, Loretta. Next up is Jenna, followed by Kim H. Good morning, Russ. Thanks, everybody, for taking the meeting this morning and for your service. Yeah, good to hear you, buddy. My name is Jen A, and uh, I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Littleton, Colorado. Um, 
I love this. And it just keeps me accountable year after year, continuing to go through the work with you guys, doing the steps and reading this book and applying the principles to my life with God. That's what this paragraph is telling me. They're general principles. They're guiding me. Who's guiding me today at this point in the steps on step five? You know, I've done five, six, seven, eight, nine, and now I need God to guide me every step of the way, every step of the way. And so, you know, when I started doing these amends, they weren't going to be easy because as a teenager, I stole my mom's graduation present from medical school, which was, which was a beautiful necklace that her parents had given her. And, you know, uh, 20, 30 years later, here's her daughter um, saying, you know, mom, I stole this from you. And at the time that I stole it, I didn't have the money to repay it. But four years later, I did have the money to repay it. And when I gave it to my mom, the tears that just ran down both of our faces were beautiful because she knew that I had said I wanted to replace it. And she told me I didn't need to, but I knew from the bottom of my heart, there were things that I needed to, to make right, my wrongs. And that was just this year, you know, and I'm thankful that as we do this amends process, we keep working step 10, 11, and 12 um, and doing doing the steps and doing this program. Why? Because I surely would have eaten if it took me four years to, you know, make up the money to buy this necklace. Um, my sponsor always told me that we do go, we ask, we pray. And, and I love how it was opened up with this morning. Pray for strength and direction. Ask God to direct my amends. And at the top of my amends sheet, I have a prayer. Prayer before I pray to each, actually write the amends. And at the end, I have another prayer, um, you know, that, um, you know, they both come from this book. And I, I open with prayer and I end with prayer. And at the very bottom, it says, don't go alone, Jennifer Marie. Take God with you. And that's what I need to remember. And that's what I need to do. Because the hardest amends that I ever had to make was facing jail time. You know, I had falsified a police report and I had to go do the right thing. And I had to go turn myself in because I had unjustifiably said the wrong things to um, a a district attorney and gotten the man in a lot of trouble to try and save my bacon and try and save my marriage. And you know what? Um, Going there and standing before the district attorney and telling her that and having something put on my permanent record, people, permanent record. I could not get a job for two to three years until it was expunged. And it was a lot of court appearances. It was a lot of money. It was a lot of lawyers. But you know what? That's what that's what I have to face. I can't even imagine what that guy had to face for what I had done to him and how I had falsified that report. Um, and you know, today, let me just say that a bill shows up at my house. It's past due. It's from my previous marriage, you guys. That's decades ago. And you know what? I picked up the bill and I took it into the car and I paid it right there online on my way to work. I don't let any grass grow under my feet today. Because I know as a result, I know eventually I'll start to get honest and I'll go back into being dishonest, right? I've got to stay honest, open, and willing every day. And with that, I pass. Thanks, Jen. So let me let you know where we're at. We're on page 79. Into action, the first paragraph. We're reading just that paragraph. So next up is Kim H. followed by Stephanie V. And then we'll take another um, this. Good morning, Russ. Um, thank you so much. This this is Kim H. from Singer Island, Florida. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater and very, very grateful for this group. Um, I lost my daughter to a drug overdose in November of last year and immediately turned to food for comfort and then several months after found this group. 
got a sponsor and worked the steps. And by the grace of God, I'm abstinent today. Um, this reading is very impactful for me today because it says that I have decided to go to any length to find a spiritual experience. And what has happened to me is I realized that I can't compromise myself any longer for my career, for things that are just not of spiritual value to me in my life. It's a big step that I'm taking, though, because um, it's put my current job in jeopardy. I don't have an income right now. So it's a big, big thing to step out in this way. And yesterday I felt so victimized and so... Um, fearful of my future and things and th that kind of thinking is the kind of thinking that can really um, send me into a relapse if I'm not careful so I made phone calls worked the, worked the steps used all my tools in my tool belt and I woke up today and got on this meeting because I just the most important thing for me is that my thinking is clear if my thinking is clear then I can hear about the direction that I need to take to do the right things no matter what. And so um, I'll pass with that. But thanks again for the meeting, and thanks again for letting me share. Thanks, Kim. Next up is Stephanie B., and then we'll take another list. Start one, Stephanie. Star one, Stephanie. Can't hear you. All right. Let's, let's, all right, there you go. There I am, sorry. <laughs> I had double mute on the phone. Um, Stephanie, compulsive overeater. Um, thank you for uh, allowing me to uh, speak this, this morning. Um, so what I love about this paragraph is that it reminds me that, you know, today I have to live, um, you know, I live in a spiritual way. And in order for me to keep that, I need to do things every day, um, you know, just for today. And there are always opportunities, it seems, that come up that remind us and remind myself to always do the right next thing. And those reminders are good because I have a mind that likes to try to get away with things. Um, it's just the way, it's the nature of the way that my mind is. And, you know, whether it's returning that item that you got that was extra from, you know, delivery uh, or, you know, from Amazon that nobody knows about, but you have to return it because you didn't order it or honesty about applying the number of hours that you work as a, as a consultant uh, to your client. And then, you know, also honesty about, you know, whether you take those supplies from an office to bring home for personal use, that is not something that uh, can be done today for myself uh, if I want to live a spiritual, um, a spiritual life. So, 
you know, I want to do the next right thing. I usually like to write these things little down on little post-it notes and put them on my computer monitor to remind me. And I do these things because I don't want to lose my my position or my reputation with my higher power. So thank you for uh, this morning's meeting, and I pass. All right, Stephanie, thank you very much. So we are on page 79 and into action, the first paragraph, although these reparations take innumerable forms, just reading that paragraph. So if you haven't shared, Rick on, uh, <laughs> one second, Rick, I got you, buddy. So if you shared on uh, Monday or Friday, please step back and let all this to get a shot to share. So we got Rick. Rick J. Kelly S. Kelly S. Kelly. Did you get Melissa C? Now I did. Melissa okay, C. Thanks, Russ. <laughs> thanks. Yep. Heidi L. Heidi. Who else would like to share on this? Dina T. Dina. Anyone else on page 79? All right. So we got Rick J., Kelly S., Melissa C., Heidi L., and Dina T. Rick, you're up. Hey, thanks, Russ. Sorry about that. Didn't mean to step on you there. Uh, get a little trigger happy this morning. Um, my name is Rick J. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Cary, North Carolina. And, um, you know, this has brought up a whole lot for me. I love listening to the shares, um, you know, and, and uh, so in, in my past, you know, I, uh, I, uh, I was arrested many times. I've done jail time. I've had my, uh, my driver's license permanently suspended in the state of North Carolina, which I actually got back at a special hearing uh, after four years. Um, and there were some some things that I did that, uh, you know, that I'll never um, answer for legally just because of the circumstances, the location, sometimes in other countries, uh, you know, the distance between here and now, not knowing the full details. Um, and, you know, one one thing that still haunts me is coming out of a blackout um, and uh, some back alley in in Naples, Italy. And I was with, uh, you know, with a, uh, a biker. Uh, you know, he was actually uh, in Hell's Angels, and I was with him. Don't know what I was doing with him or why. He had a pistol out. We were looking at a bar, watching for someone to come out. And I don't know what my part was, but there was somebody in that bar that had gotten shot. And, and I may have been involved. I don't know. It's, it's haunted me to this day. There's no way I can make that right. Absolutely no way. Um, and one thing that really hit me and gives me a lot of peace and comfort is on page 83, it tells me there may be some wrongs we can never fully right. We don't worry about them if we can honestly say to ourselves that we would write them if we could. You know, and I, with all my heart, I would write that situation if I could, but I cannot. Um, and what I do is I go forward with that, you know, with that, um, that spirit of going to any length 
you know, to find the spiritual experience, I do ask. I love the, that it's been brought out today that we do ask to be given strength and direction to do the right thing. So dialing this way forward, um, not too long ago, I was in a parking lot with my daughter and her friend. They were getting food, and when they came out, I, I pulled out, and I've got this big SUV, and I, I nudged the car beside me. And I'm like, ah, you know, in, in a moment of selfishness and self-centeredness, I didn't want to take accountability for it. And I told myself it would be that there was nothing wrong with that car. It was fine, and I left. And when we got home, about 15 minutes later, Cary police showed up. And they were, I looked out and they're walking up the driveway. I knew exactly what was going on. And there was a part of me that's like, you know, get out there and deny it. And I wasn't me. And so I went out into the driveway and I said, I know why you're here. And it was me that, that uh, hit that car. And, you know, and they said, well, we're glad that you came out because we were coming to arrest you for a hit and run. And, and this is someone who, you know, with, with the neighbors around. Yeah. And so uh, I did the right thing. And, um, and it was released, and I made that situation right. But I have to keep going forward with the vision of God's will and all my activities today. With that, I pass. Thanks, Rick. Next up is Kelly S. followed by Melissa C. Hey, guys. It's Kelly S., uh, compulsive overeater and bulimic in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Thanks for your service, Russ, and everybody else. Um, okay, so... Uh, yeah, first of all, I wanted to share something before I forget because I just heard somebody share this. I thought it was amazing about, um, you know, now I have to worry. Um, I do this work because I don't want to ruin my reputation with God. And I was like, what? That was amazing because my sponsor is always talking about I have to uh, resign from the PR position of, you know, Kelly's reputation. And that's where I've always worried about what other people think about me. And, you know, I just love that. Anyway, that was so amazing, and that's why I'm doing this work. Um, but I wanted to say something uh, to the newcomer. So I'm reading this. This is why we read this stuff over and over, because new stuff comes out to us. Because um, I've been in this room for decades, as you guys know. So I'm reading this, and it says, um, reminding ourselves that we have decided to go to any length to find a spiritual experience. Wait, what? A spiritual experience? I thought this was about food. I thought I was willing to go to any lengths to be abstinent, to lose weight, to get, you know, food neutrality, um, spiritual experience. You know, when did I sign up for that? Well, so here's the point. Um, there has been many times in this program I would even be at this step and still that was my goal, right? It was all about the food thing. And I'm thinking if you're a newcomer and you're thinking, I think that I thought that's what this is about. You know, it really isn't, right? not about the food. And by step nine, if I'm still thinking it's all about the food, I maybe need to go back and look at steps and read in We Agnostics. It's all about a spiritual experience. It's all about getting unblocked. This is why we do the work, right? You know, to get unblocked, to find this relationship with God so I don't have to use that, that food and all those other things, drugs, alcohol, sex, anything, you know, to, to learn how to to live by these guiding principles that I never even thought about. And I don't know how to do it. It says we ask, we pray, right? We have to, we must. Here's one of those must. I can't shrink at anything. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it feels good or not. Guess what? It works. I'm getting closer to God. And yes, I do have food neutrality. It's important. I had to put the food down to do this work. 
but it's all about my relationship with God. These steps, this book, they're all giving me to God, to this relationship so that I can become the person I feel like God's intended me to be. I don't know how to do that. I don't know about you guys. I have no freaking idea. Every single day I have to ask God. I have a great prayer. I just like, God, I don't know how to fucking, oh, excuse me. I don't know how to do this. You know, help me. I need your help. And every freaking time I ask God, he helps me. I just have to remember, keep the food down, keep walking, ask God for help. And with that, I pass. Thanks, Russ. Thanks, Cal. Appreciate it. So next up is Melissa C. Followed by Heidi L. Hey, good morning, Ross. Thank you so much for your service this morning. I'm Melissa C. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater, and I live in New York. Um, you know, I, I read this, and it's it's one thing to make amends about something that everyone knows you did, right? You know, apologizing and repairing things that the other person is fully aware of, but it's an entirely different thing when, like, you're pretty sure you've harmed them in ways that they don't know about and that going to them is going to be humiliating and it's going to change their opinion of you and maybe even other people's opinions of you. Like, that's scary business for me, you know. Um, but as frightening as this is, like, we're asked, yeah, go ahead, put that aside. Put your own possible consequences to one side and ask for strength and direction to do the right thing, you know. Um, like everybody here, I'm, I'm assuming, like, all known what's the right thing to do. I've known what the right thing to do is from the time I was a little girl. Um, I just couldn't live within the boundaries of my own beliefs and principles, you know. And and yet, I always wanted to appear as though I did. And not only did I want to appear like I did, I wanted to make sure um, that I appeared even better than that. That's the reputation, you know. I was... I would say I was in bondage to myself, my impulses, right? But I was also in bondage of how I appeared to other people. It was very important to me, that reputation. Um, you know, but this process was about forming a relationship, and um, Kelly said that. That's what this process is about. It's about forming a relationship with a power. You know, and, and I say it's a friendship, if you will, with a power that can give me the strength to walk away from all the things that once owned me. Yes, the food, but also what other people think of me. Um, you know, when for me, when I put aside the fear of my reputation being destroyed and I really trusted God with the outcome, my relationship with God strengthened. That's what this is about. And, you know, I had to go to a coworker. You know, I, I was afraid of, of what she was going to think of. And today it's like... You know, did that coworker tell her circle of friends that I stole candy from her, that I went into her classroom and took candy, or that I collected, you know, for me, I collected Halloween candy to give to soldiers, and I ate it all, and I had to tell people this? You know, she might have. You know, I don't know. But, like, more than that, I don't care. Like, I can't believe that I've been relieved of caring. Um, because, you know, I'm just... Because I know I'm sorry. I know I'm sorry. I know I've made good on it, and I believe that I'm forgiven. And what I found also is that my reputation is not my God. A reputation, it's not powerful enough to keep me from eating, and it wasn't powerful enough to keep me from poor Fine. choices. 
Yeah, and so I'll just finish with that because there's only one power that could do that, and that's my loving creator. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thanks, Melissa. So Heidi L is up, but we're on page 79 into action, that first paragraph. Just want to let you know that. Heidi L. Good morning. This is Heidi L. from Toronto, compulsive overeater. slowly recovering by the grace of God. Um, I really, I haven't been to a meeting in over a week, and I really needed this meeting. Um, I'm very, very, very distracted. My son is going to university, and I have lost his identification. That's a problem. I've told myself that I'm praying to God. Uh, Really, I'm just asking God to help me find the stuff. Um, and I haven't let it go. And I know for sure that when I let it go, uh, I'll find what I need to find. Um, I also have been under, like, there's just been a lot going on. My dad passed away. My son's going away. Um, I did go on this vacation last week, and I shared with all of you about how I had let it go, and it was so wonderful. And in the meantime, I had to pull over, um, and I told my friend that I was with, um, I said very, 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 very hurtful words to her, um, and I may have wrecked the friendship because um, I've got so much going on. Um, none of that is sort of like I'll just figure it out. God and me, and program and sitting. Uh, the most important thing for me to do is to get on my knees, um, and when I get on my knees, I just say, "God, help me find that stuff. Help me find it. Help me find it. God, come on, come on, come on." And then I'll say St. Anthony up and down. And I just, I, um, and, and my son has already forgiven me. He said, don't worry, we'll find it. Don't worry. This is a kid going to university who, it's frosh week and all this other stuff is happening. Um, anyways, I just really needed to be at this meeting. I need to sit. I need to pray. And I need to be with you. Um, and I'm grateful to all of you. All, However, I haven't checked on the star zero to find out how many are on the line, but there's probably a lot of you. And between you and me and God and my own, my own willingness to take action, it's going to be okay. Um, I don't need to do anything dumb. I just need to sit and get... And, Anyways, I'm grateful to all of you, and thank you. Pass. Thanks, Heidi. Next up is Dina T. Hi, this is Dina T. in South Carolina. Thank you so much for your service. I want to thank everybody on the line for for just being there, and I'm just uh, very grateful. Um, I'm a compulsive overeater in recovery, and... Um, I want to speak to going to any lengths. Um, going to any lengths absolutely terrified me. Um, and I want to speak to the newcomers. Don't let that terrify you. I was led to the fact that this is a spiritual program, that your God of your understanding is not going to allow you to do something that's impossible even if it seems impossible to you, he's going to give you that strength 
that it's going to that take to do those things. And that's what gave me hope. And it completely shifted my thought process and my willingness um, as to what I needed to do, what I might need to do, fear of the future. Um, you know, those people who are on the line who are thinking that, oh, I'm not sure this God thing, you know, even the Bible speaks to just groping for him um, and and the unknown God, the, the God of your understanding. Um, if you just just make a clumsy effort toward him, that he is there, that he is not far from us and he's not far from any of us. And that's what gives me comfort. This is a spiritual program um, without the spiritual it doesn't work, and the spiritual experience comes through um, giving this to the God of your understanding, relying on that power that he has given us within us and and about us because he is not far from us. So going to any length doesn't have to be scary, but it does have to be something that comes from within where you can say, yes, I'm willing Um and if you don't have that willingness, just pray. Ask God for that willingness. And I just want to thank you for the shares this morning because they're just raw and real. And um, it just makes the program um, that more real to me. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks, Dina. Appreciate it. So it looks like we'll have time for about three more shares, hopefully. I'm not great with the numbers there, but I think so. So we are on page 79. Naomi B. This is Larry. Nancy Nancy P. We got our three. All right. Naomi B., Larry, and Nance. Naomi B., you're up. Naomi, star one. again. Good morning, family. This is Naomi B., a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater outside Philadelphia. You know, I'm sitting here listening to these wonderful shares this morning. I'm just getting so filled with uh, such honesty and such recovery and just such love. It it, it just warms my heart that I, I had to jump in here. You know, it's really something. I All my life, I, I've been a people pleaser, and it was like at my expense, and I'd always like do and do and do, and then finally, and then and then the self hatred would set in. And with working this program and being honest and having a spiritual director, my God, oh my God, my God, leads me. Um, I recently committed myself. I should have been committed. I committed myself to help my daughter. My daughter's going to have the sleeve surgery at the end of this month. And, you know, I've tried to talk to her, but that's her journey. I can't tell her what to do. And I committed that I would go up to her home. I'm 70, I'm 74 years young. It's just a number. It doesn't really apply to me, but the numbers are there. And committed myself to go up to help her. And in doing so, I'd have to drive her car. I'd have to do this for her. I'd have to do that for her. Take care of a very aggressive dog, which, unfortunately, she had to return. And I thought to myself, are you out of your mind? You can't be doing this. And, you know, I had to humble myself 
and make amends to my daughter and just tell her, I'm sorry, I can't do that. That was huge. It was like, you know, how do you do this to your flesh and blood? But I had to because I would just be fooling myself thinking that I could do something. And this was God's will. This was working this program and following what this book tells us to do. And I did make amends to her. And, you know, so now I'm praying that all goes well, that people are up there, and plus she lives like two hours away from me, that people will be there to help her. But in doing so, I'm working my program, and I'm following what God is telling me to do. So thank you for allowing me to share, and I pass. Thanks, Naomi. Next up is Larry Kay, followed by Nancy Pig. Hey, Russ. Good morning. Larry Kay, Recovered Compulsive Breeder in Chicago. Thanks for your service, Russ. You know, there's, there's not a person on this line, including me, who has not uh, hurt somebody or, or done something. <laughs> we all have a past, right? And we're all capable. It's not that we're, you know, it's not that we, uh, we arrive somewhere where we're, we're cleansed, where we, we're not capable of hurting someone or, or some sort of transgression, right? And the reason, because, the reason for that is because we're human beings. Now, yes, going through this process, we do experience a transformation. But that transformation is not, you know, you, you arrive to this uh, place where you are perfect. It, it's just impossible as human beings. But we do change. And as the big book talks about, ideas, emotions, and attitudes, which once dominated us are, are supplanted, they're replaced by new ideas, new emotions, new attitudes. So we do live better. But you know, here's the thing about the higher power of my understanding. There is no sin, if you will. There's no transgression, which is outside the healing power of, my, of, of God's atonement for me. That's where I've come to believe. That's where the steps have brought me, that there's nothing, that this God of my understanding is large enough and big enough to heal me, to allow me to heal, and to allow me and to effectuate a change in me where I can live differently today, maybe just a little bit better than I did yesterday, right? And so, um, you know, so when I look at this, you know, but, but I have to cooperate. I have to cooperate with my higher power, and that's not always easy. It's not easy for us. There are good days and bad days, but I try. Each day I get up, I try to cooperate rather than defy this higher power to the best of my ability. And through that, I grow in understanding. I grow in my faith that this higher power is big enough to allow for my atonement. And with that, I pass. Thanks, Russ. Thanks, Lar. Next up is Nancy P. Hi, good morning, Russ. Thank you for letting me share. Thank, good morning, everybody. Nancy P. Recovered in West Newton, Massachusetts, right next to Boston. So everybody shares. I wasn't going to share today because I was like, this is, you know, sort of self-explanatory. But then I listened to everybody, and I was so moved because, you know, I, I just, I haven't wanted to grow, or I haven't, whatever it is. And, you know, people have been talking about being honest, open, and willing, and, you know, those are elements, you know, elements are the building blocks of life. And so honest, open and willing, those are the building blocks of my spiritual life. And um, I would add to that, I would almost take out willing and put in desperate from Nancy P because I never, willingness never got me anywhere. But 
desperation did. And, you know, my fears are human. I have human fears. I walk in the morning and my neighborhood is rank with bunnies everywhere. And they're not afraid of other people's opinions. They're afraid of cars and coyotes. And my fears are human. And other people's opinions was one of the big drivers of my fear. And I say all the time that my feelings don't dictate what I say and do. They don't own me. But other people's opinions have done that a lot to me, um, as others have said. So it's easy for me to say that other people's opinions don't affect me or own me when I survey the changes that I've made and see that it's good. These instances come up every day where things don't go my way and, you know, my life is far from perfect. And usually I say, I'm so glad I have an opportunity to surrender. And usually, and I am, usually, truly, I am. But now there's another surrender that I need to make and other people's opinions about other people's opinions, and I don't want to. Um, You know, there was an incident that came up yesterday, um, and it was painful. And, um, you know, I spent yesterday hurting and hurting a lot and shedding a few tears and saying my prayer. I don't like this. I don't want things to be this way. But the answer hasn't changed. Surrender, surrender, surrender. And, you know, I've talked big about not being owned. But when the rubber hits the road, (laughs) I have to to not only be willing, I have to continue to be desperate. So yesterday, I also spent a lot of time on the phone. I spoke at a meeting and I had a sponsee appointment, which was fortuitously on step 12, which is, for me, the jewel in the crown of my recovery. And I found out how to make an appointment to make an amend that I needed to make, that I do still need to make. So in other words, again, I let nothing get in the way of my progress, no matter how I feel. And so this is yet another opportunity for me. It's my conception of a power greater than myself telling me, stop, come close to me, I need you. Because I needed a reminder and I didn't know that, but I did. And just to make sure that I did, you know, the incident from yesterday was separate, but then on my walk this morning before the meeting, I got another reminder. And um, you know, I got just what I needed. Painful but necessary. Right. And with that I'll pass. Thanks, Nance. Appreciate it. So we have time for one two minute share. Who would like that? Irene right, so Ellis, please. All right, now we're we're, we're Joanne Cleveland. Yeah, we, we had I, Irene first. So why don't you just we'll, we'll give you a minute there, Irene. That's about what we have <clears> right <throat> now. Go ahead. Thank you, Ross, and thanks everyone for being online this morning. Um, yeah, I'm feeling very emotional uh, hearing all these wonderful stories, and I'm looking at the paragraph that talks about being brave enough to confront our fears of what people will think of us and all that stuff. And it reminded me that I haven't been relying on my higher power enough. I need to be reminded every day, every hour of the day, that to do the next right thing and to stay in recovery, I really need to rely on this higher power. It gives me such compassion and understanding and courage to just keep going forward no matter how much I screw up and uh, might set myself backwards. But I just needed to remind myself of that this morning. So thank you for letting me share. Thanks, Irene. You're going to be our last share today. Thank you to everyone who shared. And 
did service for this meeting today. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of, of study immediately following the closing of this meeting. So today's share ID, Tuesday, August 17th, 2021 is 17,571-17571. We will now close with a reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Allison L., please read A Vision for You, a book is meant to be suggestive on. I sure will. Thanks, Russ. This is Allison L., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in South Carolina. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you. Until then.